Welcome to the Lot of Faith is Dead Boy Malcolm Landon Press Show. I am your host, that boy Malcolm, doing another show up in the Austin area, getting ready for a huge weekend in sports and, well, just a fun weekend in general, pop culture, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, looking forward to a lot of things this weekend. Um... First thing we're gonna get, I'm, I'm gonna get the st- show started off. Are you excited? I am so excited right now. Uh, the Avengers movies coming out this weekend. Um, a lot of things going on. The um, Avengers: Age of Ultron. I'm a big comic book fan, especially Marvel. I uh, grew up uh, uh, off the Marvel comic books. Like I, I, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this. My dad used to. Uh, he used to buy, I'm going to say it like this, he used to buy himself comic books and he would let me have them after he was finished with them. He, 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 liked, he, he made it seem like, hey, here's a gift for you, but I, I started to realize, hey, Pops, wait a minute, you, this is kind of a, this one's been around a little bit while, uh, the date on this is like a few months ago and the paper looked like it's been open uh yeah, you've been reading these, haven't you? Yeah, but uh, yeah, looking forward to the Avengers movie that's coming out this uh this week. Um, right now, currently, I'm working two jobs now. Um, the troubles of that is kind of interesting, but uh, you know, trying to get a little bit of money out the hole, but it's it it does affect my podcast somehow, but. I'm going to still try to do at least a podcast a week somehow, some way. Uh, it's still going to flutter around during the week. Sometimes it's going to be early in the week. Sometimes it's going to be late. Um, but, yeah, a lot of things going on. Besides uh, besides uh, the Avengers movie, you got the NFL draft that's coming, out, coming up this uh, week, uh, starting Thursday through, through Saturday. So a lot of intrigue. This is when a lot of NFL fans are... Pretty much this is a time of year that most NFL's fans are happy, like most of the teams are happy because everybody thinks that their team is finding a big star. Or, well, you do have people that's mad because you missed on somebody, but then there's always that optimistic feeling like, oh, no, nah, we may miss this guy, or people are making excuses, but a majority of each fan base is usually happy around draft time. Even though you have the spray of this and that of people, uh, this and that of people not happy, but majority still happy because everybody thinks that their team has done the correct thing and they found the next big thing. Also, uh, this week coming up, uh, uh, the continuation of the NBA playoffs. Um, we're going to discuss the a little bit of the NFL draft, uh, a little bit of the NBA playoffs, um, uh, a lot of things, uh, a lot of uh, quite a few sweeps in the playoffs. Um, even um, some not expected, mostly expected. Um, the teams who swept teams were expected to win their series, so. Uh, no big surprise, and some series are uh, are close to being sweeps. Uh, still got a few sweeps going on. Some may even happen before the time of this broadcast uh, get posted online uh, on uh, Podbean uh, and on iTunes. 
another thing that's going on this weekend, um, Floyd Mayweather made in Pacquiao, May 2, as they call it. Uh, that's happening this weekend. Uh, I am looking forward to that. I've been looking forward to that for a while. Uh, as well as most boxing fans, uh, five years uh, in the waiting. Um, this is going to be the biggest payday in uh, boxing history. <laughs> Beyond surprise, no surprise there. Um, um, but um, let's get let's get let's get everything going. Uh, starting this uh, show this week. Uh, baseball season is starting. I know some people are wondering why I haven't done any not many topics on baseball. Uh, why I haven't been why I've been focused on other sports besides baseball. I'll be honest with you guys. Uh, I haven't been into baseball in quite a few years. Ever since the Astros, my home team, decided let's destroy everything and build from the bottom. While doing that, it, it became uninteresting. I had nobody to even know. And then all of I mean, I, I start, it got to a point that I didn't even know the players on the team because they just revamped the whole roster. Understandably, you have to do that some, from time to time. You have to rebuild in, in that sport. But because the minor league uh, form system was just drained from terrible trades and also not pulling the trigger on certain trades to when you know that your uh, minor league system is lagging. Also, not signing draft picks, which the Astros still have that problem even to this day. Uh, last year, they did not sign their draft, uh, their number one, uh, the first round draft pick. And but uh, due to that, they, they have the number two pick in this year's draft. So hopefully they handle business and sign that pick. The last year, not drafting the guy last year, just set them back so far because they, they couldn't draft. I mean, they couldn't uh, I mean, sign the guy they draft. They couldn't sign quite a few other draft picks because everything was in line with that. So um, let's just say all that sucking for no reason is pretty much what happened. Uh, with last year's draft, um, the, but it brings up the topic because Chris Rock uh, on uh, HBO recently uh, mentioned the, uh, that black people in general are not into baseball. It's alarming rate of numbers of uh, black African Americans playing uh, baseball in the majors. Uh, it's dwindling. In the neighborhoods, even black co- majority black colleges, like Howard, who basically just done away with their baseball team, and I forget who the black college is. Uh, I think it's Savannah State, who pretty much is a, a black college, which only had one black player on the team. Um, it's amazing that. Black people are not playing baseball. Why? Um, honestly, I think it's more to do with uh, just in treatment of the sport. Uh, also, the fact that there, as less and less normal black people are playing in the pro level, less and less black kids are wanting to play. Also, uh, accessibility. Uh, that was a time, I remember when I was a kid, uh, we used to play uh, we used to play baseball in the street just playing the neighborhood in the street or, or in the open field down the street and we used, we used to play i think the reason uh, uh, a thing that's not being discussed is 
is the issue with reason why baseball numbers are dwindling could also be uh, going along with kids outside playing. I don't, uh, I don't have anything to prove that. That's just my theory. I think less kids are outside playing because, you know, fear of parents or parents having to pick up extra jobs. They can't watch their kids. So their kids are not in a situation in a familiar environment that, you know, they're not friends with everybody on the block. Like when I was a kid, there was like 20 of us outside playing football or baseball or whatever. Uh, it was a normal thing. And when when there's two of us don't play and catch, every, all of a sudden you kids will just start showing up out of nowhere like, oh, snap, they're playing catch. And all of a sudden we're playing football and it turns to a one-on-one game, I mean a one-on-one catch game to uh, one-on-one with an all-time quarterback playing uh, football. Next thing you know, more and more. Next thing you know, it's it's five-on-five. Five. <laughs> but, yeah, that's uh, one of the issues uh, kids are not playing. But here's uh, Chris Rock on the issue of lacks, lack, lack of African-Americans playing baseball. Yeah, the owners made more money than ever last year. But while they were celebrating, kids were skateboarding away. Little League participation has fallen 20% since 1995. World Series viewership is down 50% during the same time. Of the people who still watch baseball on TV, five out of six are white, and their average age is 53. That's not an audience. That's a tea party rally. Baseball is dying, literally. Maybe if baseball gets a little hipper, a little cooler, just a little more black, the future can change. But till then, blacks and baseball just ain't a good match anymore. Blacks don't seem to care, but baseball should be terrified. Thanks, Chris. And you can... And I, I understand where he's coming from with the... Uh, basically, the hipness of the game. Baseball just don't seem like a hip game. But I, honestly, I believe it's less to do with that. I... Um, I think it's more or less to do with uh, parents not letting their kids just go play, go outside and play. But that's that's my that's here and there. That's my opinion. Also, what's uh, coming up this week? Uh, NFL draft is coming. Uh, like I say, teams uh, team. This is the time of year uh, teams are looking forward to. Uh, fans are looking forward to. They expect the biggest uh, deal. There's a lot of. Uh, the big controversy in this draft is who's going number two. Will Tennessee trade the number two pick? There's this rumor out there that uh, Phillip Rivers do not want to play in L.A. San Diego Chargers may be moving to L.A. Uh, and uh, Phillip Rivers don't want to play in L.A. And the Chargers may be dangling uh, Phillip Rivers for the number two pick. There's also uh, this idea that... Uh, uh, teams maybe uh, the Titans are, aren't sure about uh, uh, Marcus Mariota. Uh, I got three. I got four mock drafts right in my face right now. Three out of the four has Mariota going to the Titans. One doesn't. Uh, they have uh, Leonard Williams going number two, and 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 but all consensus believe that Jameis Winston will be the first pick and. That was pretty much uh, the, the the thought, and I mean that's been a thought for months. Ever since one Tampa ended up with uh, with, 
with the number one pick to when the film started coming out on Winston, it was seen that he's, he made more of the tougher throws. Three, Mariota uh, didn't have, the, like I say, he didn't have the tougher throws. He was in a spread offense. And there's this fear in the league that the spread offense um, doesn't translate well to the pros. You've seen quarterbacks like uh, Tim Tebow, uh, Vince Young, uh, uh, Griffin, uh, Robert Griffin III, uh, players like that who haven't translated well in the NFL to playing a pro-style type offense because they babysit it in the in 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 that spread offense and spread offense haven't really made it to the pros on a definite level. I, you see segments of it. You see the Patriots run a little bit of it. Uh, you see you seen you saw some of Washington Redskins ran it a little bit, but to to an extent. I think teams are afraid to run a spread on a permanent basis because you're, you're at will of your quarterback get taking a lot of hits because it's pretty much when you run a spread, that's, that's like five guys, maybe six guys of protection. Your quarterback uh, is at risk with your five uh, O-linemen and sometimes your tight end or your running back or sometimes both are in the block. But it's a rare thing because most teams are running routes with their tight end or routes with their running backs. And it, it, it quarterbacks are taking hits on a consistent ba- basis. Also, the fact is when you're playing on a pro level, the the game is faster, the players are faster, and that's the reason why it's more important to be able to read defenses in the pros than in college because guys react faster. And also, the fact is teams are more in tune on on a design level from week-to-week basis to take whatever you do best away from you. And that's the reason why you need to be able to read defenses because you need to see what's going on during, this, uh, during the game to stop to get over whatever they're trying to do to stop you. Um, I think Mariota should be the number two pick, but there's also this thought of Melkenberger. Mer- Mer- I can't pronounce his name properly. Uh, the team is high enough on him to probably take Leonard Williams with the number two pick. Uh, I think that's a or Dan, Dante Fowler. I think that's a possibility. Um, uh, also in the uh, in draft talk, uh, also in draft talk, you got a. I'm gonna get to the to more of the local teams that he. Uh, this is who the people have the Houston Texans taking with in uh with their 16th pick uh Nelson Ancola out of USC one mock draft has him uh, Todd Gurley out of uh the running back out of Georgia Marcus Peters out of Washington and Bertrand Pyramid I I tend to side with the idea of taking a receiver if one of those, especially if Pyramid's available, I like his speed out of Central Florida. Um, I I could also see Marcus Peterson being Marcus Peters being the pick. Uh, Tar Gurley, I'm not high on taking running backs early in the first round. Now, uh, the Texans aren't running that zone read. I mean zone read. Yeah, zone read as much. Uh, let me. I say zone read. Well. 
zone, the, the running zone. I can't think of what it's called right now. My brain is fluttering again. But as um, a possibility, they can uh, select Todd Gurley with the expectation that this will be Aaron Foster's last year because uh, running backs really don't last that long. But the pro- I just have an issue with taking running backs so early unless you're close. You, you can take a, a – unless you got a quarterback. If you have a quarterback that you're sure that that's the quarterback, that's the guy, then take a running back early because you're building you're building the offense towards towards something uh when you don't I mean you're building the offense towards something that is more deemable more on a more success rate when you're drafting a guy like a a running back like that early and you don't have a quarterback as a, as the Houston Texans for for instance you're basically saying that we're just going to run the ball nonstop because you it's going to be tough to find a quarterback. You, when you, especially if you're always drafting in the 15 to 20 range, and you're a mediocre team, you stand mediocre. You're not going to find a quarterback. Um, the, also, uh, the Cowboys, what they uh, what they're expected to do is draft. Uh, here's the four mocks on them that I have: uh, Jake Fisher out of Oregon, the offensive tackle out of Oregon. Uh, Leo Collins out of LSU, the offensive tackle there. T.J. Clemens, the offensive tackle out of Pittsburgh, and Cameron Irvin, the center out of Florida State. Consistent thing here is offensive lineman here. Uh, this is the reason. I'm be honest. This is the reason why the Cowboys were successful last year uh, over the last few years. And I, I'm an anti-Cowboy fan. I, I, I'm not a fan of the team. Um. But I, I've admitted over the years, over the last few years, that they're closer to success. Quietly, I've not said it to out loud as much to people because you know I have to rip on cowboy fans. But but people who've talked to me one on one, I've told them straight up: Look, y'all drafting offensive linemen, and y'all drafting good offensive linemen. You're working on the one weakness that was plaguing that team, and. The reason why the Cowboys were successful last year was the fact is their offensive line was good, well, great, and if you're focusing on keeping improving it, you, you're gonna you're gonna remain good. I always believe in the NFL. If you uh if you get that you get that offensive line who can block, you can uh, you can you can a quarterback can excel, and it'll give a chance for especially a young quarterback to improve a lot faster when they have a great offensive line. And, and, and he'll be able to learn, you know, pick up the game quicker. Now also what's going on. Also, I want to discuss the, uh, well, you know what? Crank the music up. NBA playoff time. Uh, we're gonna start with the Eastern Conference. Um, starting off with uh, what's happening so far is the um, starting off with the Chicago Bulls versus uh, Bucks series. It came down to a last-second shot. Uh, the Bucks defeated the uh, Chicago Bulls in Game Four, avoiding getting swept. And so that series right now, three-one, three-one. Uh, they play next Monday. Uh, Hopefully, uh, for the Bulls fans, they can close that out. Uh, Milwaukee trying to stay alive. Also, in the Eastern Conference, the uh, the Brooklyn Nets uh, uh, winning Game Three, stand uh, uh, keep uh, stand uh, 
stand on four, winning the home or winning home game. So everything's home and home so far. Two one. Uh, Hawks over Nets. Also, uh, next is uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cleveland Cavaliers are uh, defeated uh, Austin Celtics in a very controversial game. Um, with the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers defeating the Boston Celtics 101-93, sweeping the Celtics. Celtics played hard this series. I like what they're doing. I, 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 I can see this team uh, slowly getting better. I can see this team setting themselves up to uh, with Brad Stevens as a uh, Brad Stevens proves himself as a coach. Um, I can see Brad Stevens, uh, the uh, Celtics landing a free agent at some point to want to play with this young talent. Uh, the controversy in this game, uh, J.R. Smith, Smith knocking out Jay Crowder, uh, Kendrick Perkins before that, uh, pushing Jay Crowder with a flag of foul. Early in the game, I, I think that was retaliation from early in the game, uh, I can't think of the guy's name, but he, uh, he injured, uh, Love, uh, on a rebound, they was tussling for a rebound, and separating his shoulder. Love will be out for some time. Uh, J.R. Smith will be facing suspension. Maybe Kendrick Perkins, too, will be facing suspension. So we're looking at uh, a chance at the Cleveland Cavaliers starting their series with the uh, where chances are the Chicago Bulls, if they can close out, uh, with three players down. But So I'm guessing Cleveland may be rooting for Milwaukee to fight as hard as they can to make that series go as long as possible to give uh, love some time to heal up, see if he can come back. Uh, last series, last time, uh, the, uh, the Washington Wizards just destroyed the Toronto Raptors and uh, sweeping them 4-0, last game in the series, 125-94. Uh, Toronto is that team that, it's starting to look like Toronto is just that team that plays well in the regular season. It, they really don't have any stars, um, um, and also Washington is just just pulled it together at the right time. Uh, Bradley Bill and uh, John John Wall just playing some successful basketball. Uh, so that's uh, so. So with the three sweeps. The Cleveland Cavaliers sweeping the Boston Celtics and the Washington Wizards. I mean, well, the two sweeps, my bad. Uh, Washington Wizards sweeping the, the Toronto Raptors. You're dead to me, boy. Those teams are done. Uh, so in the Western Conference... Starting off with... Uh, the Golden State Warriors. Golden State Warriors took care of business, sweeping the uh, New Orleans Hornets. Um, the Hornets played hard this year. They, they're probably really kicking their butts, kicking themselves in the bread about game three of the series. When they had a 20-point lead in the fourth quarter. They had a 17-point lead in the, uh, late in the fourth quarter with like six minutes to go in game three. And pretty much, uh, pretty much Golden State just did, uh, came back. Uh, Steph Curry proved uh, showing why he was a top candidate for the MVP. Uh, Memphis is leading the series with uh, Portland 3-0. They're looking to close out Monday. Uh, Memphis with Mike Conley looking like uh, he might might be out for some time. He had a 
a facial fracture. Um, the, the Memphis Grizzlies up 3 on that series, looking out to close out. I'm looking for that to happen also. Um, the Los Angeles Clippers in the first series. Guess this series here. Uh, these two teams, I, like I said before, the playoffs started. And, and I'm staying consistent. And they're, they're showing it on a consistent level. That series is going seven games. Uh, tied 2-2 to the Spurs. Uh, Spurs are one in, uh, in the L.A. game two. And the Clippers came back in game four and won game four. That series is uh, tied 2-2. Two -two. Uh, lastly, the Houston Rockets are up 3-1 in the series against the um, uh, Dallas Mavericks. The Dallas Mavericks um, played play, play well game four. I think the, the Rockets in game four did not play well. The shots were just not falling. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, the Rockets did not make stops at critical times. And when they did make stops in game three, four, they didn't make good rebounds. That is the key to the reason why the Rockets uh, were defeated by the Dallas Mavericks. They tried to make a late run, which as a Rocket fan, I'm impressed by by the fact that they continue to play hard and try to make that run. But what upset me about that game is the fact is, is they were shooting bad from behind the three and they continue to try to shoot their way out of it instead of uh, continuing to try to penetrate to the lane to open that up, maybe see some baskets fall in. Um, the way I feel about it is uh, the Rockets just need to do a better job of uh, defeating the uh, Dallas Mavericks. And it's kind of a tough thing. I'm a huge like watching the Rockets uh, lose that game. I really want to sweep the uh, the Mavericks. And Maverick fans are excited, but let's not be uh, fake about it, Maverick fans. You, you, you. You are only delaying You're you, you're gonna be gone. <laughs> uh, this series will end in Houston. And I, I'm demanding the Rockets take care of business in Houston. And uh, must be exterminate the, the Mavs and eliminate this fact of the uh, Mavs fan. But I, 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 can, I can see a situation with the Clippers and the Spurs series go seven games, like I said before. And if that happens, uh, I'm picking the Clippers to win. But it is so hard with that San Antonio Spurs team. It's, it's like. How many people have dreamed of my end? You are no closer than the Babylonians with their swords and fire sticks. <laughs> the Clippers are. I mean, the, um, the the Spurs are just the bad, evil villain to me. It, <laughs> they 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 just can't be stopped at times and. I don't I, I don't know why, but they're like cockroaches. You can keep spraying, you can keep stomping on them, but they keep coming back. And it, it's a it's a it's a compliment to that team, that franchise. And I can only hope hope that uh, my team, the Rockets, are on the verge of doing that with a young guy like uh, James Harden and some of the young players they're bringing in. I I, I only hope that that is the future for the Rockets. Because Spurs has been on this run for like what? 
dang near 20 years. Well, at least 15. They've been, they've been on this run for 15, 16 years of great basketball. And what's ironic about it is they were on a run of, you know, not great basketball before that, but they were a pretty good team before that. They only had one terrible season. One terrible season. And 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 they land Tim Duncan. And that's how this game works. If you get if it's how sports work. If you get you get that one guy, like in the NFL, if you get the quarterback, you can be good forever. In the NBA, all you just need is that one guy on that team. Uh, one successful, one great player. You drop that one player, and that's what teams uh, try to do. They try to find that one super guy that can be that superstar. And if you get him young, and he's a super, he's good, like Anthony Davis. I expect the New Orleans Hornets, I mean the Hornets, the uh, New Orleans uh, Pelicans to remain good for quite a few years because Anthony Davis, I see that in Anthony Davis. I see Tim Duncan and Anthony Davis, if they can build around them and keep them happy, uh, that team could be 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 on that run for another run for twelve or fifteen years. I can't say twelve or fifteen years because Tim Duncan did it in his second freaking year. That's how crazy it is. Um, but and also uh, um, in news, uh, Floyd Mayweather Manny Pacquiao fight. Uh, the coverage on this fight, you've seen HBO and Showtime has uh, been doing uh, the majority of coverage. You, you also have coverage by ESPN. Um, HBO did the uh, Inside Mayweather versus Pacquiao. It's been really focused on Floyd Mayweather. I mean, Showtime, I say HBO. Showtime has been focusing on Mayweather uh, doing the Inside Mayweather Pacquiao. Uh, it, it, it's pretty much basically an all-access uh, Floyd Mayweather Without the opponent, because they they don't have as much access to uh, Manny Pacquiao. Now HBO, on the other hand, did uh, only one episode Mayweather Pacquiao at last, and they did quite a uh, did some you know some coverage of Manny Pacquiao. Um, I felt I I, I enjoyed both of those uh pretty much. It's basically reality TV show, TV uh, type deal. I enjoy both of them. Um, it shows basically the history of Manny Pacquiao, where he come from, uh, how he ended up with the rise that he had. Floyd Mayweather. It showed it went back all the way until his childhood on uh, the Showtime uh, Inside Mayweather Pacquiao. Went back on his childhood, um, his issues with his father. It also went into him. You know, he's basically bred to be a boxer. Floyd Mayweather is is boxed his whole life. He's bred for boxing. It's, that's all he knows. Um, also, HBO did a HBO Legend speak when it, it, it talked to the five guys that uh, fought Floyd Mayweather, Manny Pacquiao. That's uh, Cotto Marquez. Uh, let me think. Cotto Marquez, De La Hoya. Mosley and Ricky Hatton. Um, uh, both, all five guys uh, gave their opinions on who they would, uh, they gave their opinions on both guys. Uh, and they also gave their opinions on who they think would win. They also talked to uh, 
three legends, Bernard Hopkins, uh, Lennox Lewis, and uh, George Foreman, and they gave their picks. Uh, here, this is what uh, what came from that show. I think that Mayweather has the the speed and uh, the movement and the ability to win. This is the type of fight that can go either way, but my pick is definitely Mayweather. My head's with Mayweather, but my corazón is with Pacquiao. I'm not going to pick a winner because this is a tough fight. We have one corner, Manny Pacquiao, and the other one, Floyd Mayweather. But the guy who comes with no fear of anything on May 2nd, that's going to be the winner. I think uh, Mayweather wins this fight because Mayweather has experience, because Mayweather has a great defense. He used uh, the contra punch very well. Mayweather is more intelligent than Pacquiao. I think uh, Mayweather wins this fight. That would give Floyd the edge because Floyd can generally adapt to whatever style he's in against, and I think he'll adapt to money. Yeah. Mayweather loses the first three rounds. He does that all the time, and he will not be able to catch up, although he'll finish stronger. But I give it to Pacquiao by one round. Well, that's interesting analysis right there. Lennox, who wins the fight, Mayweather or Pacquiao? I think if it goes the distance, Mayweather's going to win. I think uh, Mayweather's movement is too quick, and I, I still believe you can't. if you can't catch it, you can't hit it. Bernard, who wins, Mayweather or Pacquiao? Well, first of all, I think the first six rounds of this 12-round fight, people are going to get their money's worth early, and after six rounds, I think that Mayweather will make those adjustments and win a decision. I don't think it's going to be a unanimous. I think it's going to be maybe a controversial decision. But I believe that the first six rounds is going to be history-making. I believe so. I believe Pacquiao is going to come all blazing. Uh, and I believe that Mayweather is going to have to pit the fire out. Guys, this has... My opinion on this, uh, I, those are the, uh, the only person that uh, actually picked Manny Pacquiao out of that group was George Foreman. Um, I think... More or less, I think the reason, a key to the reason, and he said it in uh, on on the show, I think a key to the reason why he picked Manny Pacquiao is because Floyd is very confident in the fact that he's undefeated. Uh, he's also he believes he he, he he Floyd. I mean, George felt feels like he comes into the fight kind of like George came into the fight with Ali, feeling he's undefeated and he's unstoppable. Uh, I would disagree with him. I don't think Floyd think he's unstoppable. He says that, but I think Floyd says that because he does the work to, on a consistent basis, to to remain unstoppable, to to make him believe consistently he's unstoppable. I think George at the time thought that there was uh, no way he could lose. I think Floyd, on the other hand, thinks that's a possibility he can lose, so he would do. He's done more work to make sure that he doesn't lose. And I, and Manny Pacquiao has by far has been his biggest threat. And you've seen him go back to uh, me doing things he's uh, on the uh, show inside Mayweather Pacquiao. You've seen him, the things he's doing now to prepare for that fight. You've seen the, the Vine and YouTube videos of him chopping wood. Uh, you've, seen, uh, you've seen him doing the cryonic chamber. Um, he he he's he's making sure he's 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 working out nonstop for this fight. And Manny, on the other hand, Manny is uh, 
Manny, I see a lot of fire I haven't seen in Manny over the years. And so I'm expecting Manny to go in full strength, blazing. Uh, what I'm expecting to see this fight is I, I expect Manny to be on the attack early in this fight. And the key to the fight is, will Floyd make him pay for attacking early? Because there, there is footage, if you look at it, when uh, Manny attacks his uh his off arm or whatever arm he swing uh he's attacking with is uh is usually low it's low in guard and Floyd is a counter puncher that's pretty much what happened to Manny against uh Marquez he got caught because he was going in aggressive and arm drop wide open for Marquez Marquez has a lot of power especially for that fight because he worked out harder than he's ever hard worked in his life kind of like Floyd for this fight. Floyd's work harder than ever for this fight, and um, so I, I, what I see happening is Manny going in, Floyd being able to catch him a few times, and I, uh, the question of what's going to happen next is how will Manny react to being uh, to Floyd countering? Now, if Floyd can't counter, and and Manny's hitting those punches. I mean, coming in and he's actually getting out of the way before Floyd counters, that'll be a different story. And it becomes, what will Floyd do? Because that would mean Floyd would have to start trading with him because he can't get away from uh, Manny. So he has to just basically take the fight to Manny. So that that's pretty much what will decide to fight. Who Whose plan A works better and how would the other fighter fight if they have to go to plan B. Now, if the plan B works for the second fighter, it's gonna, it, 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 it brings a new question to the play. You might see, in a way, you might see Manny Pacquiao as the uh, defensive fighter and Floyd Mayweather as the aggressive fighter if both people plan A's don't work at some point in the, in the fight. It's possible. But what I see in this fight, I, I, what I believe was going to happen is uh, the, what I said earlier. I think Manny will try to fight aggressive, and I think Floyd will catch him a few times, and he's going to back off. And I mean, back, he's going to either have to back off or keep coming. If he keep coming, Floyd's going to knock him out. If Manny Pacquiao backs off, I think Floyd will just dominate the fight. I, I actually believe it's going to be no different from any Floyd Mayweather fight. Um but also in this fight, uh, the weigh-in, uh, usually for a, a boxing fight for the weigh-in is free of charge to the public. But this uh, fight, the weigh-in is going to be $10 admission next Friday. Uh, and the proceeds will be going to charity. Here's the deal with that. Uh, it's expected for 10,000 people to show up for the weigh-in with $10 admission. That's $100,000 going to charity. Uh, so... They'll find more and more ways to get money for this fight. And people will buy to see the way in. And I would never do it. Why is why would I pay $10 to watch two guys in their underwear stare down at each other? Because that's basically what happens. It's going to be what happens is both guys are going to get on the scale, take their clothes off, and so they're in their underwear, get on the scale, pose, and then do a stare down. That's what every way in is. So... 
I'm not too excited. I'm a I'm a watch a little bit. I'm gonna probably watch the way in because shoot, I don't got a life at times. Unless, uh, uh, but for the the tickets were finally sold. That was this big controversy. MGM Grand hadn't sold any tickets. They hadn't. Uh, the contract hadn't been signed by the MGM Grand to have a fight, but it 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 agreed, and the tickets were sold, and they were sold out in sixty seconds. Um, and the the the, the cheapest ticket in the house was eleven thousand dollars. Um, so and that's on the first market. So expect on a secondary market, you're not gonna get no less than thirty to forty thousand dollars for a ticket. So. Be expecting uh, for those people who thought they there's gonna be like normal and just they're gonna go to Vegas and they're gonna go get tickets to this fight and it's not in their price range. Uh, they're gonna basically be watching this fight uh, close circuit TV in Vegas at some uh, some some other at some uh, some uh, casino or somewhere. That's gonna that's gonna have to be what it do, what they do. Uh, I'm going to go to Houston and watch the fight with my family. I took the, uh, the day off. I pretty much took the whole week off because, you know, this is a super sports weekend for me and also the Avengers come out. So I want no distractions. I'm going to be in Houston from Thursday all the way through uh, to Sunday. I'm going to come back so I can work Sunday night. So, uh, so Thursday night, NFL draft. Friday, NFL draft. Saturday. NFL draft and uh, Sunday drive home, um, but also uh, there's been ESPN coverage of this fight and uh, outside the lines, uh, John Barr uh, did a report basically on uh, Floyd Mayweather's history with uh, domestic domestic violence. Um, he tried to he, he 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 confronted Floyd when they did the press conference on the fight, and this is what happened. In your case, there's been actual convictions, and no governing body has ever suspended you or sanctioned you. What message do you think that sends victims of domestic violence? I say I want everybody to tune in May second, Mayweather versus Pacquiao. This is a fight that you can't miss. But there are a lot of people who wonder why you should be allowed to continue to box in the highest profile events when you've got. The, the track record that you have when in other sports there have been serious repercussions for some of these athletes well, was, it, you know, when it's all said and done only God, God can judge you but I don't want people to miss this fight this is an unbelievable matchup Mayweather back here May 2nd be there with that Mayweather um uh, here's my opinion of this actually you know what also, I'm 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 gonna play this also. Uh, Mike Lupica also after that report, uh, he discussed it. Uh, he was one of the guys that discussed it on the show, uh, the Sports Reporters last Sunday. First of all, we found out something over the last few weeks and months that everybody, including people here, are a lot more forgiving about Floyd Mayweather acting like a mutt with women than they ever were about uh, Ray Rice. And so, does that make me sometimes look at this fight and want to poke it with a stick? It does. And, and and just from the fight aspect, don't you get the idea that this is going to be like a couple of guys at, at the home fighting over some uh, some cream spinach? Um, 36 <laughs> and 38. This is as old a big fight as I can ever remember. I went back to uh, Zale and Graciano, and, and even when 
the thriller in Manila. I think uh, uh, Ali was 33. I think Joe Frazier was 31. So we're getting this fight five years late, and, th and that may be on, 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 on the low side. So am I interested in it? Yes, because it's been a long time since we've had a fight like this. But man, oh man, I, just me, I want Pacquiao to knock this guy through the ropes. Um, uh, Mike Lubica, uh, Mike Lubica obviously is not a fan of Floyd Mayweather. He, uh, he, 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 he basically, you know, he basically just disliked the guy. Uh, there's a lot of people in the media like that. Uh, uh, he, he had more to say. Now here's my opinion of this whole situation. Uh, I think I shouldn't. You, I don't think we should hold uphill John Barr for doing a good job of bringing this report out. And here's the reason why: it is it is this this false belief that he was you know, this report came out because of this concern that uh, Floyd Mayweather from what he done in his past. I, I me personally, I feel it's egregious what he did in his past. Uh, but here's my issue with it. He served time in prison, um, ninety days. He did some community service, and he went he he went to jail in um, August of two thousand twelve. Uh, he's fought four fights since that. Then, this is this fifth fight since he's been released from prison. Why is this the case now that John Barr of ESPN outside the line, who's all concerned about Floyd Mayweather, um, saying Floyd Mayweather shouldn't fight? Uh, because his history with women, uh, why is this a concern for him now? What was he in May of 2013, before the May of 2013 fight with Robert Guerrero, when he just got, I mean, when he when he got out of prison then, if that was a concern, he went to the uh, Nevada uh, commit, Boxing Commission, and he started asking them, why is Floyd Mayweather allowed to fight this fight? Where were you for, I mean, where were you in 2013? And Mike Lupa could have bring up uh, Ray Rice. Um, hey, guess what? Ray Rice happened after Floyd Mayweather. So, so, uh, so, so what? So, what do you? What's your issue? Did, he served his jail time. Uh, if you felt like this was an issue, and he says, "Thank God for uh, John Barr for uh, for reporting this because nobody knew about this." Everybody knew about this. That's the reason why he didn't fight for a year. It's, it, it, it's astounding to me that um, my my issue is not with the idea that Floyd Mayweather shouldn't uh, uh, shouldn't be boxing because of his history with uh, 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 abuse. My issue is the fact is, is you're doing this on the biggest fight in boxing. You just you're just trying to get you're trying to get clicks. This is what my issue is. You're trying to get get ratings on 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 uh, outside the line, and and that's why you wait tonight. Cause like I say, if this was a real issue, you would have done this report in 2013 when he fought Robert Guerrero. You wouldn't have waited till now. He fought Robert Guerrero. He fought Camelo Alvarez. He fought Madonna twice. 
no report on for or asking the uh, Nevada Commission why Floyd Mayweather is allowed to fight. But now the biggest fight in which fans have waited for five years for you do this report. I think the I I I, don't, uh, I have my issues with mission uh, with media, even though I've uh, even though I have aspirations to get in media, sports media in general, or even you know political media or whatever. Whatever opened itself up to me. My issue, the reason, strange enough, the reason why I have, why I'm interested in it, is because I dislike it so much, and it's so funny that to me, I mean, to me, how people play it up, uh, play it, play it up at timing. It's basically timing. It's when it will gravitate more people' attention. To what my report is, make me look good instead of we want to report the news right when it happened, right when it needs to happen, right at it, it, it's a joke to me. It's a joke to me that okay, we're gonna report halfway, we're gonna halfway do it, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about it, but we're gonna wait four years, I mean, two, three years later, two years later to do it. I think that's a joke. I think that's phony, and I think that, and 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 I, that's if I am in if I am successful in what I want to do, I I don't want to be that guy to wait. I want to be. I mean, I I want to be the guy to to bring up issues when they need to be brought up, even if it's sports media, even if it's uh, political media, even if it's just information. I want to be there, that guy to uh, inform people as soon as possible, and before it becomes the, the 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 thing to do, not after it becomes the thing to do. I don't. I. I it's just. It's just. I don't know. Maybe I'm. It's. Uh, I'm gibberish. I'm, I'm speaking in gibberish right now. I know I'm all over the place, but it's just a personal thing that irks me, and it's the reason why. I think most people don't trust the media because you can see the agendas. The the agenda is there. John Barr had an agenda because guess what? Before this report, who've heard of John Barr? I don't think people even still know who John Barr is to this point to, to right now. Um, but <laughs> but uh, but I'm excited about this week. Like I said, the NFL draft, uh, more NBA playoffs. And uh, Houston Rockets, like I said before, you need to get rid of the Mavs, and so I can be happy. <laughs> I uh, I want to see a good fight between Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather. I I am actually a fan of both guys, unlike everybody with this term Flomo and Pactard. I'm a fan of both guys. I'm more a fan of Floyd Mayweather, and it's because I'm more of a fan of a guy who can counterpunch in boxing. I'm a counterpuncher fan. I always believe that that is the number one way to box is to be a counterpuncher to capitalize off the mistakes of his of your opponents. Uh, but hopefully, my Texans make some more draft picks. Hopefully, I get a good fight. Hopefully. Uh, uh, the Rockets close out the Mavs. Hopefully, the Spurs and Clippers go seven game, and 
Maybe I don't have to hear this anymore. How many people have dreamed of my end? You are no closer than the Babylonians with their swords and fire sticks. <laughs> So one way or another, I want to see the San Antonio Spurs either go on this round or the next round because I am tired of the San Antonio Spurs. I would love it. Honestly, I would love it if the, if the Spurs beat the Clippers and the Rockets is the team to, to knock out the Clippers. And, uh, it's, and, and then the Rockets will be the team that exterminate the San Antonio Spurs. Um, but yeah... Uh, but yeah, and like I say, the Avengers come out this weekend. I'm so excited. Um, uh, we get the uh, we get a, we get Magneto's kids in this movie, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> this is gonna be interesting. But uh, but uh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, I, I, this is pretty much the longest show. <laughs> uh, I uh, like to say. Uh, Follow me on uh, Podbean, uh, like the Facebook page, not a fake is uh, Bad Boy Mantle's Random Crap Show. Uh, look for it on Podbean. Um, if you're on Facebook and you see the link, click the, uh, the Podbean link, click the link, add it on iTunes. Uh, that's the only way I know how to add it on iTunes. If you think, hopefully I can figure this out. I'm still trying to figure out how do you add it on iTunes without clicking the link. Uh, but if you don't have that accessibility, um, just get on, uh, just download the Podbean, uh, app, or you can listen to it as much as possible, or you can log on to the website, podbean.com, and, uh, and find that boy Malcolm's random crap show, and thanks for listening, and we're gonna keep this thing going. like to always end my show off playing the whole song so i'm gonna i'm gonna redo that and close the show again thanks for listening
see Another change in ways of history Another nap is what I need to take Equal we are in time away